Welcome to the smallest poker game in town. I'm Ray and I'm joined by Valerio. Hi, I'm Valerio and today we are going to talk about small pairs. Shall we define small pairs then? Okay, small pairs is pocket pairs, small pocket pairs. Uh, two, 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 six, six. So how how strong they are? Well, they're not that strong mm. because when the flop comes down, it's almost certain there's going to be cards higher than your pocket pair. So I think you have to treat them carefully, but they can be very effective and for really one reason only. What is the reason? They can make a set. Yes. And no one knows you've got it. And that's the beauty of them, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that innocent little two that appears on the flop with a king and a jack and a two, and you've got a pair of deuces. Should be scared is uh, thinking maybe the other guy got a, a bigger set? Or you just don't care? I think if you start worrying about losing out, yeah, sure. It, 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 if you have the bottom set, there is a chance. And you have to see what happens when, when the money goes in. But I suspect on the flop, if both players have a set, the money's going in regardless. And I think also depends how deep is the stack as well. And that's true, too. Yeah, if you're, yeah. Got a very, if you're playing deep stack poker, then you've you got to be, be careful, careful because yeah. your, your, your bottom set is vulnerable then. I yeah, no, I but agree. probably you would play aggressively, no matter what, unless there is a scanning cards, like a flash stuff, then you start to slow down. But you start thinking in a rainbow flop, no, that, oh, wow, this guy has got maybe a better set, then uh, you're not going to make it profitable. You're going to lose sometimes. But our game is not deep stuck. No. Then in our game, you got a, a set. You just play it. Uh, you, you, you have to make it profitable just the, the nuts there. It's going to be the one that you want to be waiting for. Just I agree. I, I think you, you have to accept that there are situations like you have kings and the other guy has aces or you have a bottom set and he has middle set. There are always situations in No Limit Hold'em where you have a, a setup like that and you can't get away from it. But these will just even out over time. You just have to be, if, you're, if, if, if you can't handle those sorts of swings, then you're in too big a game. And I think most people are going to play those fairly similarly and the money is going to go in and somebody to will have win, somebody To have a set is lose. one out of seven, eight times. Then also to have two sets is one out of 49. You eat your sets. There is the other guys. He's going to have a set as well. If you start thinking about these little chances, of course, if someone like a, a tight, super tight player start betting strongly, you know that only with a set would play like that. Yeah. If you got a small set, you can probably safely fold your set. But you never go. If it's a small, is not deep stack. You're never going to yeah. fold your sets. Also with a tight player, it's uh, yeah. what you were waiting for. I yeah. think leaving aside situations where it might be 
four to a flush and you, and you haven't got a, a flush in your hand uh, with your hand or yep. there's an obvious straight then you stop that yeah but in all other situations you're probably going to stick with your set right to the end yep. and if somebody has got lucky against you that's fine but yeah, probably um, also with three suited card on yeah. the flop you're good you're not going to fold unless there is another heart you don't have it you don't have a heart, and probably if you play a small pair, you're going to have a small, a small, let's say it's all heart, you're going to have a small card, a small heart, you're going to fold probably at this point. Of course, bear in mind, you you know, if you make a set with your small pair on the flop, you have a 35% chance of making a full house by the river. Yeah, there is also And then the, you're not the worried chance, yeah. really about the flush. Or then the you want flush. Then yeah. You want the... Then if it's coming up a full house, how the other player cannot afford a full, a full house, especially you have got the big, uh, the big ace. Yeah. I mean, when I analyse my results, I find making sets is the biggest source of profit yeah. in, 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 in any cash game, I think. That's especially if you... If you hide, because a lot of people play only aggressively when they got a set. And then you know, okay, he has got a set, you can fold. You have to play, you have to start with your continuation betting, aggression all the time, just to disguise. When you are going to have a, a, a set, then you are going to make a profit. So, so as we've established, that the, the, the beauty of small, playing small pairs is not because you expect them to stand up and be the best pair come the river, that they can actually make a set. How do you play it then pre-flop? So let's supposing you're first in and you've got a pair of threes and it's been folded to you and you're in, the, say, the cutoff and you've got a pair of threes. How do you play it? Yeah, yeah. I, I would play as many cards that I would raise. Then usually I race with three big, big blinds and go to race with three big blinds and see what's happened. So how would you play if, say, you're on the button and there's been a call under the gun, another call, another call, so it's everybody's limping in and it comes round to you with your pair of threes on the button. How do you, would you play it the same way? Would you raise I would call, over the top? I, I, with a small pair, I would call... I, I wouldn't raise. It, it, it depends, but you can think about also race because a lot of limpers go to fold. If they call you, you if you hit the set, is very disguised, and then can be very profitable. Then I would mix up, especially if there are a lot of limps, always limping, limping, limping. Of course, you race. I'm, I'm talking about if there is a limper, 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 you race. No matter what, you want to race, you don't want to limp. Also, especially because if there is an aggressive guy in front of you, like if I got you in front of me, I know that maybe you are going to race now. And what I'm going to do, probably I'm going to call anyway you race. You're going to put me in a small pair, something like this, because why I'm calling. And it's so predictable on my hands. In the end, if I have three bets, in this case, if I have two bets, if I raise, nobody no put me like in, in a small pair. But even if there are racers, like one race, one race, I, I cannot, if I got two, three, I, in the bottom, why 
I, I, I like to have a lot of people because if I t- a set is a good hands. You're going to get action, aren't you? You go to action from yeah. someone. I think there is an argument for simply calling behind all the limpers because it's only costing you, in our game, the big blind is two chips, so it's only costing you two. And the sort of rule of thumb I use with set when you're looking for sets like this with small pairs is, can I win ten times what I'm risking? I yeah, mean, I, I think there is a, if you've got a, an aggressive person in front of you, if you limp... This guy go to race, but it's not going to be a big race. You can call a lot of mm. all the limbs are going to fold. You yeah. call, but uh, you start against with aggression, and it's nice to be you the aggressive with the small pair because people can fold because they don't they don't know that you got a small pair. Yeah, but in this way, if you are the aggressor, I'm the bottom limping. You. From the small blind or the big blind, you raise me or fold. I call you. You are going to give a continuation betting. If I didn't hit my set with a small pair, probably I had to fold. Instead, if I I'm the one aggressor, I do the continuation bets betting, and probably I go to fold because you don't know what I have. Then uh, I've got the option to start the betting and let, and let and you go to fold. Then it's another way to make. A, to win the end, no? <laughs> yeah, it is, I guess. And, and I think uh, in our game, you know, showing continued aggression means yeah. that when you do actually make a big hand, people don't really don't. believe you yeah. and you can turn it to your advantage. Yeah. So would you consider three betting, say, in, uh, let's supposing somebody raises first in, it's folded to you on the button, and you've got a pair of three. In our How game, would you do in that? our table, there are not a lot of people that really race. Mm. Then three betting, someone raising, they usually limp. I wouldn't do this with a small pair because it has got something big. Maybe if it's you, the thing with you that you usually bet big. Under the gun, no, but you, you, you bet three big blind, but... From the bottom, you bet like five big blind, and put a little bit. It's very hard to three bet a big race because you have to put. It's you can you, you, you cannot just put mm. like a, you put ten chips. I cannot just put twenty because it's just ten for you to call a yogurt position. Then really, you you have to go for forty chips. That is. A big chunk or stack is one one fifth of your your stack. Yeah, we should your, say your we committed. start with two hundred chips, yeah. so it's a hundred big blinds, so it's not that deep. So yeah, three betting pre-flop. And if you with all your small pair, you are for uh, three betting. Then, uh, if the other guy is folding all the time, good. Hmm. But if the guy realizes that you're doing this all the time, then he starts thinking and he's going to call you and maybe forbid you. And then really, you need to you have to do this knowing that the other guy probably is going to fold. And then it's a good strategy. And if he's going to call, sometimes you got a chance to eat a set that is very profitable now because uh, if, some, if you make your small set an ace coming and this guy had a nice ace king ace queen or ace jack he's not going to fold he's got he's, he won't punish now you for your, for your i think that's the beauty of you know three betting with 
a small pair like that, when you do hit your set, you're going to get paid off big time. It's I not going to happen a lot, uh, often, yeah. that you hit your set. But you still can uh, continue to be aggressive. Yeah. The other guys go to fold. And sometimes they go to call you when you got a set. Uh, you still can have other challenges. Uh, and maybe they go to call. Uh, yeah, it's very hard that the cards the, or your pocket is coming uh, in the river. I, 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 I agree. And I think it's player specific. I mean, there are players in our game. If they raise and I've got a pair of threes, I, I'm not going to three bet them. I, I, I'm just going to call because their raise is, is I'm not going to get them to fold. They've, make, they've got a good hand if they're raising. So I'll probably call, try and see a, uh, see a flop, try and hit my, my set yeah. and take it from there. So, so what happens on the flop? It, it, all well and good. When you make your set on the flop, you're, you're, you're dancing inside and you're very happy and, and then the guy starts betting and you've got your set. But most of the time, you're not going to hit your set. So you're sitting with that. We're using a pair of threes as an example here. And you've called a raise pre-flop and the flop comes down and you've missed. The thing about calling, especially normal game, if someone is doing continuation betting, although you got position, let's say, but still it's a three, and then if like a jack, ten, a king on the board coming, you three are worthless, probably. Especially if there are other people in the pot, what you do, you have to fold. You cannot, you, you are just set mining there. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for your set. But I, I mean, if it's just him and you, you can sometimes fold. Sometimes also you can bluff just to say, don't do this continuation betting if someone is continuation betting. If someone never continues betting you, you can fold easily. It really depends. Yes, we have some, uh, some of our players would automatically bet the flop regardless of what they've made. But it would be a small bet. So in the situation where you haven't made your set on the flop and you face a continuation bet, you could just... And, and, and we have players who continuation bet routinely. You know, they, they feel they have to continuation bet all the time. So it may not mean that they've hit their hand. And although you've only got the pocket pair and there's overcards, then certainly being able to just call... And then assess what happens on the turn. You often find they check on the turn, don't they? And that's an opportunity then you can take it away from them. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they've shown they have. Also, because you, if you just set mining without thinking that just to put a little bluff sometimes is really not really profitable. Because if it's one out of seven, you fold it. You're investing like three big blinds. You're going to lose 21 big blinds each time. That is quite big mm. then you, at least to be equal you have to do other 22 big blinds 21 big blinds yeah. but it has to be profitable you want margins the strategy has to I be mean profitable. how many times have you made your set on the flop and you, you know you bet it and they all and fold and no one's got anything yeah. it's so disappointing <laughs> yeah. that's why you have to integrate with some little bluff you cannot just rely on making the sets because also everybody's going to notice this okay i've got this more it's going to fold you you don't want to fold it easily but also you don't want to be over sticking because you're going to 
to lose a lot of chips. I mean, the thing I have seen sometimes people, they've still got their pocket, small pocket pair, they've missed a flop, and then there's a bet and a raise, and it comes round to them, and they still call, hoping, that, and they're just not getting the odds. Yeah, it's one out of 25. You've just got to have the discipline to fold those yeah. hands. And If there is multi-way pots, there is a lot of action. Use more pair. Okay, you sometime uh, one out of twenty-five. You are going to eat in the on the turn on the river. You are going to eat a set, but it's very rare, and uh, you have to lose twenty-five times the bet there to be probably. Then if somebody is betting like, uh, let's say in this in, in chips, then he's betting like uh, how many big blinds? Let's say we start uh, with. Uh, we're well, supposing it's a raised pot pre-flop, so you've yeah. called the raise. So let's supposing there's, and you're in the big blind for the sake of argument. So there's now six big blinds in the pot. Let's say it was raised to three big blinds. You yeah. called it six big blinds yeah. in the pot. And someone put four big blinds. Someone, put, someone puts four big blinds. You've got to you, think, you know, yeah. have you got a chance? So <laughs> if, you, if you call now four, you have to think about, you have to do this strategy. 25 times. Then you are going to lose 25 multiply yeah. four big blinds. That is a lot of chips. It's about 100 chips. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it's a big. If you think you do the same on the turn, almost all your stack has to yeah. go before you eat your set. Yeah. Then it's a strategy. Of course, it's not worth. But yeah. if you bluff, you are in charge of the betting. You think that maybe the guy is going to fold then you can do it. Then if somebody is continuous betting, you trip betting to make him fold, he's folding, it's a good strategy because sometimes he's going to fold, mm. sometimes no, but you show aggression. It, at least you keep equal equal there. But when you go to set, this guy has got a good hand, You may he's going to pay off. But if you show only aggression, when you have a set, a good player would know that you have a set and will fall because it's observing you that you are very passive when folding when you don't hit your cards then you really want to show sometimes a little bit of aggression when you think maybe you got the best hand yeah. sometimes the small pair is the best hand it, most of the time you get two, yeah. two hands if you heads up yeah. most of the time a little pair can be really the, the best hand. yeah I mean we see hands check down to the river and people turn their cards over and no one's got a pair yeah. and somebody's sitting there with a pair of threes and they take Sometimes it down. multi-way pot can happen. Yeah, like it can happen yeah. like that. But I think I think in, in general terms though, and also I think in a three-bet pot, if you've, called, you've, you've raised with your pair of threes and somebody's re-raised you and you've called them, you've really just got to hit your... You know they've got a hand because they three bet you. You, you um, have to include a bluff strategy, I think. Yeah. That, but no, it's more bluff. It has to be like someone is betting two thirds of the pot, and you bet three times his bet. If he's calling or four betting, you can fold. If he's calling, you know that you beat and you don't put any. But most of the time, they are going to fold because they are scared that you got a set. They are scared. Then, if you do too, a lot of time, you can always have a set. Yeah, and then yeah. people are going to call you with nothing sometimes, just a nice draw, and you still beat with a small pair. 
then sometimes they but they stop betting because you're being aggressive then you can see the turn the river for free you can see the river for free because nobody is going to bet because maybe they think that you got a big pair a, a bigger pair than they all two pairs there or a set then everybody's scared to put more money unless they if somebody bet at this point especially on our table it means they got a set at this point because you show aggression and then you can safely afford but i think you should show a little bit of aggression you cannot just play passively small pair because s is not worth because you're now going to be paid off when you your set you want to be paid off yeah i i think in our game i think there are some people who aren't going to pay you off when you hit your set but there are others who are just concerned with the cards they have in front of them their own yeah. cards then you don't need to do and any strategy you just if they are not call, following you, you. you you've made you just your set bet you keep thing. betting you keep betting it and they're going to call you and then you don't need your set you can simply be passive nobody's going to notice this yeah and then but i think having the discipline to get away from your pocket pairs when you haven't made the set is something that saves you money in the long run and now and again you can be tricky with them and bluff with them but but it, the default probably is yeah you fold it i haven't hit my set there's a lot of money going in i'm just you going out yeah. yeah but of course this was everything is connected then after you have to observe the other play you have to need you know then also each situation is different how many people the you're default, up if you don't know anyone at the table then probably the default at the start yeah. is not to be aggressive just to see what's going on and also the, if you have many players in the pot at that point you cannot scare them you cannot out or them all out no, no. with your pocket pair you have to I, I'm talking about heads up heads up but a, yeah. a three weight pot if you don't need it just because everybody is scared as well probably it's going to be checked unless someone has got something big it's going to be checked out to the turn and then probably to the river and then probably maybe you can have also the best hand yeah. sometimes then but going back to the maybe we should finish on the point where you you make your set I think at that point one of the things I have seen people do is they slow play they've got their small pocket pair they hit the set and then they maybe just call the the bet from the continuation better they keep everything small I I take the view if I've made a big hand I want to play for stacks I want to get all my chips in Yes. And sometimes that means I lose my customer because they I've bet too much or I've raised. But I think on the times when I have made it, I've won really big pots. But, but it, it, I think it depends on as to fit in your strategy. I think your strategy is good sometimes if you eat your stuff. You make it profitable. You got your continuation betting. And then sometimes you got also in the, re, in the in the turn, you bet, although sometimes you don't have anything, just because you feel that you can bluff out someone, you got some draw, then you do it. Then you, in general, if you bid your pot and everybody know that sometimes you don't have best end, then it's more profitable. It's in your strategy. But people that are limping and checking and how can be profitable a set, they are not going to make it profitable because if they start put all the chips in, we know that he has got a strong end. You don't need to know if it's a set, double pair. You know that it's a strong hand. Mm -hmm. You can fold. 
Then well, that is a problem if you have a, a fairly rigid strategy which everyone identifies you as being only putting chips in when you've got when you've two got pair it. or better. Yeah. Or it, So that goes back to trying to be unpredictable a little yeah. bit, at least having a little bit of deception in your play. And that way yeah. you can it's make It's like more a little balance, make... like uh, not to be too passive and not too over-aggressive, just to give it the edge that people adapt what you're doing and then mm. want to see you also with a normal pair. Okay, but yeah, I got a big pair here. I can afford this. And he's doing all this aggression. And then I'm going to call you down and then you... But you know that the balance, you know, you know that you are got to stop your aggression when it's needed. And then it's about how much profit you're doing with your good hands, uh, how minimize the damage when you bet badly. But the other the opponent is going to win the pots, but mm. you minimize that, you maximize your profit. It's all about this difference. Mm. And then you are profitable. Uh, if you are the guy that always putting a little bit pot control, you're going to make a lot of small pots that's good for you but you have got to lose one big pot and you're down well that's the danger if you slow yeah. play your yeah. set if you slow play it well you only have three streets of betting so yeah. if you're going to try and get all your stacks in you just if you miss a street out you're not going to make it but if you if you if it gets checked around and then the guy hits his hand on the turn mm. and he's got the flush or straight or i mean i certainly wouldn't you know i wouldn't advocate slow playing sets at all maybe if i've got a set of aces uh, you know I, I the trouble is nobody else has probably you, got you anything get, you can there. slow play but it's not going to be slow play if you've got a maniac in front of you oh, that, uh, yeah. you, then maybe you go in with a, start with the check because you know that he's yeah, he's going to bet it for you he's we don't have any maniacs at our yeah. table though but we don't have anyone it's not going to happen so i think uh, it's all 